Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and we are going to finish up Indomitable Self-Confidence Month with two questions. This episode, what does self-confidence look like? And next week, what does self-confidence feel like? So really what we're doing is we're going to be looking at the universal truth. We're going to be looking at the model and we're going to be looking at the A line, the action line today and the F line, the feeling line next week. So let me review. Let's run back a bit because I said a couple of things that some of you may be like, what? Like if this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, you know, like you just typed in the alpha male coach, you said, what is, what is uh, self-confidence look like? And this popped up. Then I got to start with the universal truth. I want to explain to you guys, or at least review with you guys that do know this, what is the universal truth for how life works for all humans? It's basically this circumstances, the circumstances of our lives, everything that happens outside of us, which includes events like traffic, like weather, which includes other people, like what they say and what they do, all of their actions, right? are neutral. They're facts and they're out of our control. It includes our past as well, but I'm not going to get into the past. I'm going to get into that a lot next month. This month, we're talking about indomitable self-confidence. So understand that other people's actions are circumstances. They're out of our control and they're neutral. Now, what is in our control is everything after that, right? So we have a thought about what we see. We see something, we hear something, and then we make it mean something to us through our thoughts and when we think it enough, we start to believe it. We start to believe that that is true for us. Not that it's true for everyone. We think sometimes it's true for everyone, but it's true for us. So we get an emotional response. And that's how we start to engage with life. We engage with life through our emotions, through our feelings. When life feels good, it's because we feel good in our body. When life is bad, it's because we feel bad in our body. Now, it's our feelings that drive our actions. So what's key here is that thoughts create emotions, but you got to practice the thought to get the emotional response. And then it's going to be the emotional response that drives action. Actions create results, right? They determine results through cause and effect. And then we kind of look at those results that are, again, coming to us from the outside world, which would be a circumstance. And we use it to reinforce the thoughts that created it in the beginning, that could have reinforce it. And that's why they turn into beliefs, because then we have the evidence, right? And then we say, oh, this is true. So that's the universal truth for how life works for all people. So to answer the question, to really just basically give you a, an answer to this question, what does self-confidence look like? Nothing. It looks like nothing. I mean, here's the thing, guys. So many people, if you Google, like, what does self-confidence look like? You're going to get a bunch of answers. You're going to get a bunch of subjective answers that people have written down because when they think about self-confidence, they think it looks like that because in their mind, that is how they define self-confidence. So that's how they define a self-confident person. That's how they define indomitable self-confidence. But I want you guys to really understand that actions, other people's actions for you are circumstances. They're neutral. And your actions to other people are circumstances. And let me tell, tell you what I mean by neutral. Okay. 
what an action is. It is a movement, okay? It is cellular energy. You are in a cellular organism, okay? You're organic, right? You're made of cells. These cells are alive, right? And they reproduce, they, 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 you know, split, they die, they reproduce, and they are doing all these things. They're basically living, you are created, you're a group of living cellular tissue that is moving, right, in in unison because you're in control of the, the mass, right, the meat bag that, you, that we call a body, but all these cells, all this cellular energy is moving around, through, between, and sometimes in manipulating, like manipulating molecular and atomic energy. And molecular and atomic energy, like atomic energy is light, okay? It's light and it's sound. It's just color and light and sound. It's all the stuff that we can't see. Molecular energy is solid liquids, gases, right? So all of these things and stuff in the world. And sometimes we pick things up and we move it around. We put clothes on. And so, you know, we manipulate molecular energy when we manipulate atomic energy with our voices, right? The way we, when we start to vibrate with our vocal cords, you know, we vibrate sound and until it vibrates against your eardrum. So we're manipulating this stuff, but really what's happening in our action from a very like scientific, from a very data driven data only perspective, a very factual place is we're just cells and our cells are not good or bad, right? We're just moving. We're just kind of in this space of light and unity and oneness and, and, and all of that. Like, you know, the matrix outside of us is not what we see. I'm not going to get into that, but I do want you guys to understand that actions are neutral. You're just data, cellular energy moving around and through and with molecular and atomic energy. So what does self-confidence look like? It looks like nothing because it's not what, there's no uh, there's nothing outside of you that is self-confident. Self-confidence is not an action. Self-confidence is a feeling. And we're going to talk about that next week. But what I do want to do is help you guys to understand what will happen, what can happen for you when you create the thoughts for you and about you that will release that indomitable self-confidence, that will start to you know, let that trueness of who you are out into the world. And I want to do this by comparing two people. And I want you to suspend disbelief with me for a moment, because when I say people, what I'm actually meaning is what I'm actually meaning to say is fictional characters, right? I want to compare Iron Man. I want to compare Tony Stark to uh, Steve Rogers, right? I want to compare Iron Man to the Captain America. And what I want to do with this is I want to kind of show you guys that, they think differently about themselves. That first pillar of indomitable self-confidence, the thoughts you have about yourself are what create or deplete your self-confidence. That's the first pillar. So I want to tell you, show you what they think about themselves. Assume that they are feeling indomitable self-confidence because it's my assumption that based on these thoughts that someone would have about themselves, that that would be the emotion that they create. And then kind of compare their actions and show you how their actions are different because their thoughts are different, even though they have built up for themselves a state of being that I call indomitable self-confidence. So let's begin with the Iron Man, right? Probably one of my favorite characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Tony Stark. I think Tony Stark is amazing. I think his character is amazing. I love the way he thinks about himself, and I love some of the things that he's done. So I'm going to begin with 
Tony, and I'm going to say that his thoughts about himself are genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Now, I'm not just pulling that out of nowhere. I think in one movie, uh, I can't remember which one, but I think it was actually Captain America that asks him, it's like, who do you think you are? Like, Tony, who do you think you are? And he just basically flat out says, uh, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. So these are the thoughts he has about himself. If I ask you, or if anybody asks you, who do you think you are? What do you think you are? Tell me about yourself. Are you saying positive things about yourself? Are you saying amazing things about yourself? Are you believing that you are capable and strong and worthy, right? So are you building your indomitable self-confidence? Or are you telling yourself something else, right? And that's just for you to think about, to consider. But let's get back into Tony. Let's get back into Iron Man where his thought, his T-line in the model is genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Now, we're going to assume that his emotion is indomitable self-confidence. So let's take a look at some of his actions from the thought about himself, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Okay, he built the Iron Man suit. He discovered palladium. He privatized world peace. He created weapons of mass destruction, then changed his business completely and went to the energy industry. He held massive parties at his home with multiple single women, and he talked to women very, very easily. He tried to release by tempting Bruce Banner, he tried to release the Hulk. He invited the Mandalorian to attack his home by giving his address to the world via the press. He made Senator Stern award him. He mentored Spider-Man. He flew a nuclear weapon into outer space. He defeated Thanos, and he fought Captain America. Now, let's get into Steve Rogers, because I'm going to compare these two guys in a second. But let's talk about Steve Rogers. Let's talk about Captain America, because Captain America's thought is different. Right? Captain America's thought is, I can do this all day. Now, that's important because it's different from Tony Stark's thought, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. His thought is, I can do this all day. And his emotion, again, it's about himself. He's not comparing himself. He's not saying, I can do this all day and you can't, or I can do this all day better than you, right? He's just saying, I can do this all day. So that kind of thought, because it's just about himself and his amazingness and his strength and his capability, that goes in the first pillar of indomitable self-confidence. That goes in the cognition pillar. So I'm going to make another assumption that his state of being is indomitable self-confidence. And what actions did he take from that cognomotive state? He enlisted in the army. He jumped on a grenade. He rescued the 107th. He knocked out Hitler over a hundred times. He defeated the Red Skull. He brought Bucky back from being the Winter Soldier and into the Avengers. He went into the past to marry the woman of his dreams. He held Thor's hammer and he fought Iron Man. He fought Tony Stark. Now, those actions you can see are very different, but I want you guys, I want to do two things. First, I want to compare. I want to compare these two because again, the question is, what does self-confidence look like? What does it look like? How do we know when someone is self-confident? How do I know that how, what I do to create self-confidence? And of course, that question is always backwards. When I get that question, it's like, it's not what you do that creates your self-confidence. It's how you think that creates your self-confidence and you act from there. But so many people have asked me, like, what do I do? What does it look like? How do I know when somebody's being self-confident or when I'm self-confident? And so I want to look at these two guys. I want to compare two things. First, I want to compare 
their behavior with women. It's very clear early on that Tony was a playboy, right? That's part of his thinking. I'm genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. So part of his thinking is I'm a playboy. Like I'm the man. Women love me. So he's out there doing his thing, inviting uh, single women to parties, you know, out there talking to women, out there with, you know, uh, very easily walking up to and approaching and have very smooth with everyone he speaks to, everyone he talks to. And what's fascinating to me with that is that that's kind of like that quintessential alpha male, right? That's what everybody thinks about when they think about being an alpha. It's like, well, if I'm an alpha, then I must have women like surrounding me all the time. Like women must be super attracted to me all the time. Or I must be very good with women, right? Like I must be like some sort of pickup master or whatever it is. But here's the thing. It's just, what do you want to be, right? What do you think about yourself to create the actions that are going to serve the results that you desire? And with Tony, that's where he began, but then ended up with Pepper. If you remember that, he ended up with Pepper Potts. Now look, Captain America, I can do this all day. He did have women surrounding him he did have women in desire of him you know but his thought was i'm in love with this woman i love peggy like this is it i'm a, I'm a one woman guy and that's how it's going to be so it's really not so much about what does it look like in action around women or behavior around women it's are you thinking the thoughts that you are choosing to think to get the to take the actions and get the results you're looking for. So that's the first thing I want to compare. The other thing I want to compare is something I didn't mention necessarily in their action specifically, but how they've differed when it came to the Wachovia Accords. And I know that that's going to sound super nerdy. If you guys haven't listened to or haven't watched the Avengers, then basically the Wachovia Accords were an issue that Tony Stark and Captain America, um, Steve Rogers, they disagreed on. And it wasn't what led to the Civil War. It wasn't what led to them fighting each other because that was actually more of like having to do with Tony's parents and whatever, but, and, you know, the Winter Soldier, Bucky's behavior with that. But the idea behind the Wachovia Accords was that even though both of these guys, both of these fictional characters, they had the same emotional state. They both had confidence in themselves. They both had you know, capability. They believed they had their own back. They weren't looking for external validation. They weren't looking for other people's approval. They weren't looking for permission to do anything. They, they did what they wanted to do because they wanted to do it, but they still differed on this one issue where Tony's issue was, okay, like we're the Avengers. We're super powerful. Like this is okay. We're, it's not going to be any type of oversight. It's fine. We, you know, we need some, it would be great if we had, you know, this kind of agreement with the government. And Steve Rogers on the other hand was like, no, like we don't need oversight. We can, you know, do our own thing. We don't need other people telling us how to do or where to act or where to go. And with his decision, he basically became that war criminal later on. Now, here's the thing. It's not the action because what's so important is their disagreement, number one, kept them together. They were still friends. They agreed to disagree. It's like, you disagree. That's fine. We're not, we don't need to yell at each other. We don't need to call each other names. We don't need to call each other stupid. We don't need to say that we're, you know, bad people. It's like, you believe this. I believe that. And we can disagree, but we're confident in our own beliefs that we don't have to now tell the other person that their beliefs are bad, right? Just to make, just to kind of reinforce what we believe because we're so tenuous in what we actually believe. If you're truly confident in your thoughts about yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. You just like, this is what I believe. And it's okay that you believe something else. So that's number one. They remained friends even in this disagreement. But with the other thing is that when other people are watching this and other people are looking at their actions, 
their neutral actions through the veil of their own conditioning, their own subjectivity, they ended up dividing, right? They ended up going to different sides. They said, well, I agree there and I agree there. And so even though both of these guys had the same self-confidence, the same cogno, the same, I would say, emotive state, because the cognition was a little different, but the cognoemotive state of being that creates the indomitable self-confidence, even though they were both very self-confident in themselves, their perspectives were different, and other people sided with one or the other, right? Other people, and that's what kind of led to that war at the end of that movie, that civil war at the end of the movie, where the Avengers kind of took sides. Now, why that is important is because when we look at other people's actions or we look and we say, well, that's self-confidence, somebody else might be looking at that and saying, well, no, like that's just mask self-confidence. That's, that's insecurity, right? That's self-doubt. And somebody else might be looking at that same circumstance, that same neutral circumstance, that same neutral action that we're judging through our own conditioning and say, well, you think it's confidence and you think it's insecurity, but I think it's super confidence. I think it's hyper confidence. I think it's arrogance right? Which isn't hyper-confidence. Understand that, guys. Like, confidence is completely different from insecurity and completely different from arrogance, but I'm not going to go into that. There are plenty of episodes on that. So it's not just that these guys, in their indomitable self-confidence, could disagree and still respect each other and still be friends, but it's also that when we see people doing things, it's not what we're actually seeing. It's not that we're seeing, well, you know, Tony's insecure because he wants the government to take care of him, right? Or, or, or Steve Rogers is a bad, bad man. He's a criminal because he's going against this, this accords that the government wants. That's not what's happening. What's happening is they both have their own beliefs. They both have their own opinions, and they're both so strong in not needing other people's validation or approval of their own opinions that they can act differently, still get along with each other, and then other people get to make their own judgments about how they want to think about it. That's very strong. It's very important for you guys to understand that self-confidence in action, what does it look like, is nothing. Nothing at all. Self-confidence is basically two things. Number one it's how you are feeling. That's number one. And number two, it's about how you're thinking about how somebody else might or might not be feeling. But that's it. Like, that's the two things. It's a thought and it's a feeling. Like, you're thinking that person must be self-confident. So you're, it's a thought that you're having. Or you're feeling self-confidence yourself, so it's an emotion that you're having. But it doesn't look like anything because it can look like multiple things and it can look like nothing. You can literally have somebody out there, you can have 100 people out there doing 100 different things and all of them may have the feeling of indomitable self-confidence. And it could be that none of them have that emotion that they're all out there being insecure. We don't know what somebody else is thinking and feeling. All we know is what we're seeing, brother, and that is completely neutral. It's just cellular movement, cellular energy moving through, around, and the manipulating of atomic and molecular energy. That's what actions are. Now, Here's what I love about this. And here's what I want you guys to take from this as well. It's like, how, okay, okay, coach. Well, if they're all this neutral, then why bother? Like, what's the point? Here's what I want you to take from this. Because you can choose to think anything you want. Thoughts are a choice, right? You can literally choose to think anything you want. And up to this point, you have been choosing, even though it may be 
unconscious or even conscious. Understand that a conscious thought is not the same as a deliberate thought. Just because you're aware of what you're thinking doesn't mean you're choosing to think that. It might be that you just have become aware of what you've conditioned or what other people have conditioned you to think and that now you're just kind of going along with it because you just think it's true. That's not the same as a deliberate thought because thoughts are choices and any thought is a thought you can have. Thoughts are infinite. Yeah, that's why the alpha state is a superposition of all cognition. It is literally an infinite space for you to think anything you want. And the power there is that when you practice that thought, you get the emotional response from it that will drive the actions you want to take to get the results that you desire. So if you want to get something in your life, if you want to have a result in your life, you can have it. You can get it by taking the actions that you create through the thoughts that you choose. That is so incredibly powerful. Now, Voltaire said in the Age of Enlightenment, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's why it's so infinitely powerful. All this power that you have to create the thoughts that you want are going to eventually create emotions when you believe your thoughts and then drive the actions. So you are responsible for your actions. Nobody is creating how you feel and nobody is creating what you do. Nobody's telling you what to do. You, like People may be telling you what to do, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. Your actions are 100% in your control. They're 100% in your power. So that is a huge responsibility, right? Our thoughts are our responsibility. Our emotions are our responsibility. And our actions are our responsibility. Now, the reason why I love this so much is because of that. It's because it empowers me, because it allows me to create anything I want in my life simply by practicing and choosing the thoughts that I want to have to get the emotions to drive the actions that will lead to those results. But what I also find immensely terrifying about that is that there are so many people out there not in conscious control of what they think. They are literally abdicating the way they think and feel over to other people, over to somebody else, and then blaming the actions that come from their cognomotive state on the people that they abdicated to their thoughts to have, right? It's like, I'm just going to let you guys determine how I think and feel. And then when I do something, I'm going to blame, go back and blame you for what I did. That's terrifying to me. And that is why I do what I do. That's what is the, that's the whole point of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership. Because it puts you right back in the driver's seat. It puts you right back in determining and creating for you on purpose the life that you want to live through the actions that you take based on the thoughts that you are choosing to have. So from this episode, I want you guys to know, first of all, actions are neutral. Self-confidence doesn't look like anything. In fact, nothing looks like anything, right? Anger doesn't look like anything. Happiness doesn't look like anything. What we're seeing is, again, a field of light, a field of energy that is made up of organic and non-organic and molecular and atomic, you know, just data. And then once it gets to our body through our five senses, right? Mostly for humans through our sight and our through our sight and sound, because that's where hyper, you know, uh, visual and we're hyper uh, auditory animals. So we get most of our information this way, but that's all neutral until we have a thought about it. So that's number one. Actions don't look like anything. You want to know what self-confidence looks like, then you get to choose. You decide. What does self-confidence look like? And then once you decide that it looks like this, then you can start to choose. You can determine intentionally to think the thoughts that will drive those actions. Now, again, it's the emotion that drives the actions, but you get to decide what thought 
you want to have about you, the building that first pillar of indomitable self-confidence that will get you to take the actions that you will start to believe once you practice the thought. Now, because you have to believe it to get the emotion, we're going to talk about that next week. It doesn't mean you have to believe it right now. All right. And let's go. Let's talk about Steve Rogers again. Let's let's bring back one of our characters. Right. Steve Rogers may not have always believed he may not have always had the evidence for I can do this all day. Now, he tried to enlist in the army. Right. He constantly was going back, constantly getting rejected, constantly being told, look, kid, there's no way you're going to get in the army. Right? You have asthma. You're too short. You know, you're too weak or too small. It's just not going to happen. And he just kept on going. I'm going, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. He never really got the evidence until, you know, the experiment came through. He never really got the evidence that he was ever going to get in the army. He never really got that. But the evidence that he was getting constantly was, yeah, I can keep showing up here. I can keep doing this. I can do this every day, all day. I can just wait in this line every single day. And you guys can reject me every single day, but I'm just going to wait in this line because I can do this all day. And so that thought that he's, I'm thinking it. I'm, I can do this all day. The only time he would ever not think that is when he chose to think, oh, I can't do this anymore. Right? It's like, oh, I'm done. And that's when he changes his actions. That's when he stops going to the enlistment recruiting center. That's when he stops going to the army recruiting center. right? Because now it's like, I can't do this all day. I don't want to do this all day. I'm not going to do this all day. And that's when the actions change. But as long as he's thinking, I can do this all day. And even the guy in the alley, right? the guy in the cinema where he goes outside and he starts you know, beating him up. And he's, you know, he's, uh, this is when Steve Rogers is still small before he goes through the the experiment, he gets up and says, I can do this all day. The only time he would ever not, you know, change that action. The only time that action would be any different was when his brain said, I'm done. I'm just going to lie here on the ground. I'm going to let this guy just, he won. I'm done. He's, I, I, I'm, it's over. That's when he would change that thought. And then that would drive the action to be, I'm done. He would just lie there, right? It's over. But that didn't happen. Because he was practicing the thought, I can do this all day. So it's the same for you guys. Recognize that any thought you choose to have today, you may not believe right away, but you can practice it. You can practice thinking it over and over and over again. And when we get into, when I start teaching you guys about brain structure and function, which is going to be in the next couple episodes, please tune in for those. It's not going to be as boring as it sounds. If you love psychology, if you love neuroscience, and you'll probably get, you know, you'll probably be amazing. But I'm going to give you a little bit more information on the brain so you understand that you can practice beliefs, you can practice thoughts in such a way that they literally become your reality through evidence right? Through actions you take to create evidence to reinforce them, but it takes over time and you don't have to do it right now, or you don't have to believe them right now, but you can practice any thought you want. Everything is as it should be. Everything happens for you. It was meant to happen the way it did. I am exactly as I should be. Everything happens right on time. The universe doesn't make mistakes. I am not my mind. I am the deliberate chooser of my mind. Love is always an option. I am responsible for everything I think and feel. No one can cause an emotion inside of me. It is not what we do. It is who we are. There is nothing I can do that wouldn't be worthy of forgiveness. There's nothing wrong here. I am enough. My purpose is the life I'm living now. I am deeply loved. 
The world longs for what I have to offer. There's nothing I truly want that I can't have. I can do hard things. Hard work feels amazing. Familiarity is not the same as comfort. Worry serves no purpose. Money is easy. There's plenty of time. I can do twice as much. Everything I do is a choice. My past is perfect. There is literally any single thought that you can choose to think, but I'm going to leave you with the guys with this. This is what's important for you guys to understand. All of you. It's not my thoughts that will serve you. It's not other people's thoughts that will serve you. It's your thoughts. It's your choices. And I cannot tell you what to think. I cannot tell you what to do. I can't tell you how to feel because I don't know what results you want in your life. If you, when you come to a 45 minute consultation call, if you join the Spartans and you enroll in the Academy, look, we can work on thoughts that will serve you because we will investigate what it is you want in your life and the actions you want to take to get those results. And we can practice and play with thoughts that will serve you. But for me to just throw out a bunch of thoughts and say, here, think this, that's not going to work for you because those are my thoughts. Those are thoughts that I've chosen deliberately to serve me and my life. What do you want? Reverse engineer the universal truth. Start with results. Don't you know? start with results and engineer your way back. Don't start with an emotion. Don't say, oh, I want to feel loved, so I got to go do that. Like That's the universal truth backwards. It's what do you want to get in your result line? What do you want to experience? And then you can go after that. But your emotions are created by your thoughts, brother. And the thought that you create to get that emotion is up to you. It, you are limitless in your choices. You have an infinite potential of what you can choose to think to get the emotion that you want to drive the actions you desire in order to achieve the life of your dreams. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.